Good morning, Orlando. Six o'clock on a Monday morning. We are glad you're with us on the 50,000 watt front porch for Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning today's the deadline for wiretap evidence, and two jet skiers are rescued near Port Canaveral. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. Yup, Deb said it. And on the Obama bugged me charge, the wiretap charge, it is put up or shut up day for the Trump White House. We'll talk about it next on Good Morning Orlando. Good Monday morning at 6.01 on News Radio 1025. Today's the deadline for the Justice Department to produce evidence showing Trump Tower was wiretapped during the 2016 presidential campaign. President Trump accused former President Obama on Twitter last week but hasn't provided any proof. Republican Representative Devin Nunez and Democrat Adam Schiff, both of California, asked the Justice Department to publicly denounce Trump's claim in a letter. Republican Arizona Senator John McCain said on CNN's State of the Union the president can either retract his charges or produce that information to the American people. I think the president's in a difficult spot here, and uh, we're going to talk about it here in just a moment. I really do believe if they had evidence, believe me, it would be all over the place by now. This is a tough one. You know, the reflexive tweets in the middle of the night. Um I'm not a fan. We'll talk in a moment. And that could be potentially, Bud, why this weekend the president's tweets were far less uh, numerous this past weekend. Yeah, and, and, and not nearly as explosive in content. Exactly. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The Congressional Budget Office is expected to issue a report as early as today that could impact Republican chances of passing their own health care overhaul, which repeals President Obama's signature legislation. The report is expected to conclude that the GOP plan will mean fewer Americans with health insurance, but Republicans say that's only because their plan eliminates a government requirement to be insured. In the meantime, Republican Senator Rand Paul says you can forget about conservatives voting for the GOP health care plan. Paul told CBS's Face the Nation that House Speaker Paul Ryan isn't interested in negotiating. Instead, Paul accuses Ryan of ramming through a bill without amendments and failing to negotiate with more conservative Republicans. Paul says the biggest problem with the GOP plan is it doesn't fix rising premiums he associates with Obamacare. I've been watching all of this while I've been out for a few days, Deb, and I've got some thoughts on what the health care endgame is going to be. And uh, we'll see what Central Florida thinks on that score in just a moment. All right. Well, in other news, a California man is due in federal court today on charges of climbing over the White House fence. A judge ordered 26-year-old Jonathan Tran held without bond after he was arrested late Friday night on the South Lawn. The Secret Service said Tran, who claimed to be a friend of President Trump's who had an appointment, was carrying a backpack, computer, and two cans of mace. Tran faces up to 10 years in prison if convicted on charges of entering restricted grounds and carrying a dangerous weapon. This has happened too many times, hasn't it, in recent years, Deb? It really hasn't yet. I saw uh, an expert that they were consulting about it over the weekend who said, listen, if we build the fence to the point where people can't climb over it, the White House is going to end up looking more like a prison rather than the people's house. And psychologically, you know what that kind of image might mean. Right. So well, they, they, then they, then they need technological security upgrades, and they need more Secret Service. So we're going to lose a president along the yes, way here. I agree. I don't think the issue is building a higher fence. I think the issue is as soon as somebody gets on that fence, 
you are all over them. And it, why isn't it electrified if it can't be as tall as, as maybe it should be? Like a cattle fence. I mean, we learned as kids. Turn on the juice. Turn on the juice. Works for me. You wanna, we'll talk about it in this hour. You want to throw your little brother on the fence first, see if it's electrified, <laughs> uh, and then you know whether or not you can go into the people's house. There are solutions to this problem. Sounds to me like there's a family <laughs> story or two there, Yaffe. Sounds to me like there just might be a little family story uh, there. I'm just imagining the bad PR of oh. little kid throwing Thrown on the fence. No, the not at, fence all. at the White I'm, House. I'm saying that when I was a kid, you know, that's how you found out if the fence was electric or not. You kind of gave your little brother a, a nudge, and if he fell into it, and you know, if he starts smoking from both ears or something, yeah, probably they got the juice on. Then you need to go call mom. <laughs> okay. uh, another big story we're going to want to keep an eye on is uh, the weather. Residents from the Mid Atlantic to the Northeast to the Midwest who enjoy temperatures just in the 60s just last week could instead be shoveling snow this week as a major snowstorm bears down on them. Forecasters say New York City could see as much as 18 inches of snow and the Baltimore area could get up to a foot. Starting tomorrow afternoon, the nation's capital is expecting 6 to 10 inches. The heaviest snow is expected tomorrow morning but could start tonight. And, of course, that means you can expect travel to be impacted with flights delayed or even canceled, even as far south as here in Orlando at either Orlando International Airport or Sanford. Any of the area airports are expected to be impacted by this because... It's going to snarl travel, that's for sure. We're going to bring on an AccuWeather meteorologist at 10 after 8 this morning with the very latest on this storm. This is a monster, particularly for this time of year, coming at the end of a winter that was pretty much a non-winter for the northeastern part of the country, Deb. 810 is where you want to be right here on the 50,000-watt front porch to get the latest on that storm. Including in the uh, windy city of Chicago, which you wouldn't think we'd be hearing about worse winter weather in March than you would in January, but that's what's happening. Right, and that's the setup. There's a system that is sailing across the upper Midwest with, you know, maybe a half a foot of snow in it at the max, but that is what's going to load the gun for the big shot. From this storm that will produce, they believe, some blizzard conditions up in uh, the New York, Boston areas in particular. In local news, a couple of jet skiers near Port Canaveral are lucky to be alive after getting rescued just a few feet away from a cruise ship that was barreling toward them. Port officials and a Brevard County Sheriff's Office Marine Unit rescued the pair Saturday as the Carnival Magic nearly ran them over a mile from shore. The jet ski capsized before rescuers plucked the duo out of the Atlantic waters, but thankfully no one was injured. And finally, a crazy price war in South Houston is dropping gas prices to as low as 78 cents a gallon. Whoa! That sounds like about 1972 or Thank something. Thank you. Yeah, the two stations went <laughs> mano a mano over the weekend, taking turns lowering prices. Long lines developed at the Chevron and Texaco stations as drivers waited as long as 20 minutes in line to fill up. There's no guarantee, of course, that the 1970s styles prices will be around again this week, but you never know. The old-fashioned gas wars yes. back in Houston. Oh, yeah, How about definitely. that? I haven't heard about that for a while. It'd be nice if some local stations would decide to have a gas war, right? Drop their prices to 78 cents a gallon? As averse as I am to waiting online for anything, I'd probably queue up. I would for that as well. <laughs> WFLA News Time 608. Meet Shybot, the world's shyest robot, Ooh. at 1025wfla.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Hedinger and Deborah Roberts on News Radio 1025. So good to be back with you here on the 50,000 watt front porch. 
something in the air that Doc says settled into my voice box. And, uh, boy, you cannot do talk radio if you can't talk. Had to grab a few days last week. You know, I, I, and we missed having you around here. I just think it's proof you can't take vacations or go on cruises or do anything fun ever again. No, I can't. I come back, I get sick. It's pathetic. That's because you're a party animal. I'm just a wild man all day, all night. I know. That's what it is. See? Yeah. See, now he can call it something in the air. Okay, I think we're going to cue the break here right now. Can we do that? <laughs> we're glad you're with us. We're going to deal in uh, with the situation in the Obama administration, how I think the end game is going to play out with, uh, with health care. I've got some thoughts on that, see what you think. But before that, how big a problem is this uh, put up or shut up deadline today for um, the Trump charge that... Um, Obama bugged Trump Tower. I think it's a big problem for a president I think is doing some terrific things. Do you agree with me? By the way, we're on Facebook Live. Check it out. Um, The video until 6.30. Like us on Facebook at WFLA.com. Running a little bit behind here, so let's dive right in. We'll have all of this on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Going to do uh, something a little bit different in the next half hour. It's my my good news, bad news segment. Some of the things while I've been out for a few days, getting the voice back in shape after the allergy attack or whatever the heck that was. But at any rate, there's a lot of stuff going on, and I've kind of split it up into what I consider it to be good news and bad news. Um, I think there's some bad news in this um, situation with the president and that uh, tweet in the middle of the night last weekend. You know, where he lodged some very, very serious charges that would involve breaking federal law against his predecessor. You know the story. Um, it had to do with the uh, with the tweets where the president said, "Terrible! Just found that Obama had my wires tapped in Trump Tower just before the victory. Nothing found. This is McCarthyism." Um, you know, and, and and a few others as well. He threw some real haymakers in in Obama's direction. And then didn't back it up. You know, Mark Levin, talk show host, was running with some material. Breitbart was as well. Um, But now the U.S. House Intelligence Committee is calling on President Trump to produce evidence. And today, Monday, is the deadline they're giving that the phones at Trump Tower were wiretapped during the presidential campaign. Show the evidence or withdraw the charge. And I have to believe, Yaffe, if there were evidence that believe me it would be it would be put out immediately by by the Trump administration i think the president's in a real bind here i think he's impulsive i think he might well be that way in business but sometimes you know when 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 you're when you're doing a new job and you're and you're and you're governing like this you realize the repercussions of it you're not the ceo who just is the be all and the end all uh that that you, you just can't you just can't shoot from the hip and i think in this case and absent any evidence so far that that is what happened in this case. This president is doing some tremendous work. He is off to a phenomenal start in so many ways. But this is the ultimate self-inflicted wound and distraction and and, and embarrassment, I think. And 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 the problem is it 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 raises serious concerns about credibility, if not competence in the minds of his political enemies. And and what people think of by extension is, well, wait a minute, this is the guy with his hand on the nuclear button. And and, and this kind of thing has got to stop. It has to stop, in my opinion. I don't know what the what the Trump administration is going to do today, but one thing that needs to happen on this deadline day is we never need to go down this road again. We need this president 
firing on all burners moving forward with nothing derailing the Trump train. And I think that'll be all to the good of the republic. You've got a thought on that? And if you do, I want you to weigh in here in just a moment. And then I want us to talk about what the end game is going to be on um, repealing and replacing Obamacare. You tell me, where are you on this wiretap story and the deadline today? Do you see it my way or not? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Put up or shut up day, they're calling it. Yaffe, what about it? How do you think it's going to play? I think if they had evidence, they would have submitted it, and it would have been out in public immediately. The silence has been deafening from the president and extremely awkward on a couple of occasions where he has just refused to answer a question that was posed to reporters in his presence. I don't think we can have that in a situation like this. they got to find a way um, to, 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 to stop this. This kind of thing cannot be repeated. It, 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 is, um, it is totally unnecessary. It's a huge self-inflicted wound, in my opinion, and it raises credibility issues, and even people who have been on the Trump train, you know, begin to wonder, and, and, and it's unnecessary. It's got to stop. Uh, yeah, he's actually been pretty good since that point. He hasn't had too many outrageous tweets since that that tweet. The, yeah, the problem is he obviously saw some news reports out there that talked about FISA court, you know, agreeing to wiretap a Trump server and all right. that stuff, and he just immediately reacted to it. Yeah. And the problem is he exaggerated, and it creates a whole firestorm. Well, he made a leap to it being Obama. You know, I have, yes. I, have, I have no idea, I, no doubt that Obama is actively engaged behind the scenes, some say in running a shadow government, to ultimately undermine the president. But to, but to actually lodge a personal charge that a prior president had broken federal law. Yeah. Uh, it, you got to be careful with that stuff. And I think it's the carelessness and the recklessness perceived that is damaging to a president who has done so many good things so early in his in his term. Well, I mean, that's exactly right. And he went as far as saying Obama phone tapped him. And there was really never any evidence of that. There was just the wiretaps on the commuter. So the, there was a grain of truth to what he yes. said. But he exaggerated so much that it took away the attention of what was what was really going on. But a lot of people like that Trump's like that as well. It's why a lot of people yeah, like Well, him. yeah, I I do, but I I I just thought that this was way beyond yeah, I agree. The uh what way beyond the pale, as they say. I don't know how it's gonna play out today. I somehow think they're gonna say, uh, we have nothing further to say. We're gonna wait for the uh congressional committee investigations, et cetera. I I, I don't know. I think we'll have that kind of stonewall. I really do. And uh um, you spent a lot of time in my absence last week uh, talking about Obamacare. Do yeah. you agree with me that ultimately, no matter what they say, the establishment Republicans, the Ryan crowd, and the conservative Republicans like the Freedom Caucus are going to come together on a bill and pass it? Because that was the general Republican Party promise to the voters in across this country. And if they don't get a bill passed, that repeals and replaces Obamacare, they just got to get the right one, they're going to get creamed in the midterm elections in 2018. Creamed. I think you're a lot more optimistic than I am. I'm not sure if this will get passed because there are some big It has to be changed. It has to be changed. It has to be changed. They have to pass it, Mike. I think they're in a box. I think they have to get it done. 
Yeah, but I mean, they're saying right now that it's a binary choice, that this is the bill. And I don't know. There's a lot of conservatives. It not is happy the bill, but they're bill. they're not they're not saying we're not going to change it. That it's all completely etched in stone. And even the president has been open to the Freedom Caucus. They said, you know, we talked to the president, and he says it's a negotiating starting point in the eyes of the president, which is what I think it needs to be. But I think ultimately there has to be a resolution. You can't just say, well, we just couldn't uh, we couldn't uh, fix the Obamacare thing. Well, yeah, and we'll see what the negotiations come out with. But there's a lot of issues with it right now. Glad you're with us here at the bottom of the 6 o'clock hour on the Monday edition of Good Morning Orlando, and you are just in time for Deb's news update, and here we go. Take it away, Deb. Thank you, bud. President Trump last week accused the Obama administration of wiretapping phones at Trump Tower during the presidential campaign. Now Republican Senator John McCain is telling the Trump administration to either provide evidence of wiretapping by today or issue a retraction. A request for evidence was also made in a letter sent to the Justice Department by House Committee Chairman Devin Nunez a Republican from California. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. There are reports that New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is taking steps to launch a presidential bid. The New York Post reports the Democrat has hired a pair of high-profile Florida fundraisers to help plan events in the swing state. Analysts say such hiring of -of out-of-state fundraising people is a big first step for a run. The Florida House of Representatives votes to raise the ethical bar for state officials, including them. Themselves. Representative Larry Metz says their plan is to extend the lobbying ban so officials will have to wait six years after leaving office before they can peddle their influence as a lobbyist. If we end up becoming lobbyists after the two-year current ban, the perception in the public is that the relationships and the bonds that we have are being used for personal gain as a lobbyist. It's a very common perception both at the federal and state levels around the country. Met says the six-year lobbying ban is designed to close the revolving door between government and the lobbying core. Florida doesn't track how much money the state spends on outside attorneys to advance its agenda, so the Associated Press asked for public records and did the math. The result, Florida taxpayers have spent over $237 million on private lawyers and nearly $16 million in attorney fees for the opposing side in cases under Republican Governor Rick Scott. For instance, lawyers hired to wage Scott's Water war with Georgia charge up to $825 per hour. The Republican House budget chief calls the legal bill, quote, insane. Calling it a reflection of the larger American experience, a home that has been witness to slavery, the Civil War, and the Civil Rights era, has been open to the public in Tallahassee. State officials swung open the doors to the Grove, a state-owned mansion that was once the residence to Governor Leroy Collins. Secretary of State Ken Densner was joined at a ribbon-cutting by members of the extended Collins family. The grand opening came one day and 108 years after Collins was born. The state spent nearly $6 million to renovate it. And finally in sports, the Florida Gators are the four seed in the East region of the NCAA tournament, while Florida State is the three seed in the West. The Gators will open play against 13th seeded East Tennessee State on Thursday here in Orlando. The Seminoles will face 14th seeded Florida Gulf Coast also Thursday here in Orlando. WFLA News Time, 635. I'm Deborah Roberts, News Radio 1025 WFLA. Get these stories and more at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now. Thank you, Deb. By the way, the tip-off on the Gator game on Thursday right here on your Gator Nation station, WFLA, will be 3.10 p.m. March Madness. You've got to love it. 
And I hope you're enjoying tomorrow, today's show, I should say, Monday morning on the 50,000-watt front porch from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit Laura as the buyers.com. We're on WFLA, an iHeart radio station, as we head on up to New York City and get an update on the stock situation and maybe even a big snowstorm weather forecast from Gina Cervetti. Gina, welcome for the Bloomberg Business Report. But, uh, boy, people must be getting a little bit antsy in the Big oh, Apple gosh, with that forecast. That's an understatement. Yes. What's it I'm like no an, meteorologist, and, bud, but I can tell you we're expecting a huge amount of snow. How's that for a technical forecast? I think for they're talking maybe up to a foot and a half <laughs> oh, of wind-whipped yeah. snow, right? Yes, yeah. It's not going to be pretty. I guess not. We well, thought we were going to escape just as we were going into spring, but I, I guess... Know. I guess not. It's winter's uh, revenge and, yeah. and, and parting shot to remind you who's boss, even at this Certainly. time of year out there. Yeah. Okay, let's get into the stock report, shall we? Sure. Well, we have the stock futures little changed this morning as investors await some important uh, economic data and a big meeting this week. What happened last week? We had a strong jobs report and we had the S&P 500 rising eight points for the day. It ended at 23.72. For the week, it was down about four-tenths percent. We had the Dow up 45 on Friday. It'll start out today at 20,903. And the NASDAQ was up 23 to 58.62. And you got a busy week um, as you look ahead now. And the focus will be, at least at some point, on what the Fed's up to on interest rates, right? Right. We have an update on labor market conditions today. And as we move through the week, we get a look at small business optimism, consumer prices, retail sales, housing starts, industrial production and consumer sentiment. And then, as you mentioned, the Fed will get some attention as it holds a meeting and issues its interest rate decision. Now, economists surveyed by Bloomberg are expecting to see an interest rate increase of about a quarter of a percent. Since that is widely expected, a lot of attention will be paid to what is said in regard to the path for the next and coming interest rates for the rest of the year. And Bloomberg reporting this morning, Gina, on a new dimension to this fiasco involving the Japanese airbag maker Takata. The car makers are coming after him. Yeah, Nissan, BMW of North America, and Ford accused Takata of fraud in a lawsuit seeking to force the airbag manufacturer to cover any losses they incur because of the faulty inflators that are tied to at least 17 deaths around the world. Now, the car makers claim the embattled company withheld information about the inflators, which have caused the airbags to rupture and injure people, kill people in some uh, cases. Yeah. The car makers are fighting consumer suits, alleging that they knew about the flawed devices. So the yeah. car makers would really like to recoup some money here. Oh, absolutely. We've had injuries here. We we lost an Orlando area woman I to know. an exploding airbag. It was like shrapnel in a bomb or a yeah. grenade or something. Um, I have to ask you be, be, before you go here. I mean, as, as, you, as you look out the window, is anything going on or is it literally the calm before the storm in New York City, Gina? It's the calm before the storm, bud. No I don't think snow the, the snow is not expected to start here for a little while. So yep. uh, a lot of us here have packed for two nights in the city. Okay, good Stay deal. Stay put. <laughs> Pretty good insurance that we'll have you here uh, tomorrow morning, <laughs> yeah. and we're looking forward to that already. Gina, thank you very much. Okay. Gina. Have a nice day there with your weather in Orlando, uh, but yeah, we got a little bit of rain. I was there. You know, 75, 80. You know, <laughs> okay, it's, it's pretty rough right. down here. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> terrible. Catch you tomorrow, Gina. All right. Gina Cervetti with the Daily Bloomberg Business Report. I got a caller on the line who still likes Trump's tweets. We'll get to that here in a moment. While I was away for a couple of days, I've been sorting through the good news and the bad news. A lot of it is Trump administration related, and I am pleased to show you as a supporter of the president, 
that I think the good news is way on way in the bad news. It's not all Trump stuff. There's some Florida stuff. And I'll delve into the Bud Man's good news, bad news file and see whether or not you see it my way in a moment. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, well, the show's just for that here on the 50,000-watt front porch. You want to reach me by phone, 407-916-5400, or text us to 23680. The Bud Man, along with the Debmeister and Yaffe, and we are glad you're with us. Good Monday morning, Orlando at 640. We'll dive right in on the good news, bad news file here in a moment and have Orlando's news, weather, and traffic updated in just two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. So into the Budman's good news, bad news file we go in a moment after I give the 50,000-watt front porch uh, to Jay for just a second, talking about uh, uh, Trump's tweets, the ones that I think have, have him in a kind of a, uh, kind of a pickle on this wiretapping charge. Uh, Jay, good morning to you. Good morning, Bud. Good to have you back. Thank you very much. It's great to be back. Good. No, I, I could care less what the Congress says. Uh, they've, they, their approval rating is in the tank. Uh, Trump's is four times higher. Uh, and the, the upshot of the whole thing is that his tweets stopped all of that garbage about the Russians influencing the election and Trump being uh, part of it. Uh, it, it, it. It was almost like he just turned off the spigot. So if they I, I agree. Around, I agree. It absolutely did that because it kind of shorted out the mainstream media's obsession on Russia. But at what cost? Do you think he will produce evidence today or stonewall the committee? I just don't even respond. He doesn't have to respond to them. There's no authority over him. What are they going to do? And they just look like a bunch of, uh, of wet hens running around the yard just squawking. So um, I just keep doing the business of the people and let yeah. them, uh, you know, they're a bunch of uh, establishment people. It just it just solidifies uh, Trump in my mind that he's out. Yeah, well, Jay, thank you. But I got to tell you, on an issue like this, I, I just don't think this president by virtue of his general demeanor and how outgoing and how aggressive he is, looks good, to say the least. Doesn't look good when he just clams up like he doesn't hear a question. I, I, I just don't think that that plays well in a situation like this. be interesting to see. The good news, bad news file. Washington Post is reporting that the uh, Trump White House, here's the good news, okay, and there's a lot of it as I see it. A lot of it Trump-related, not all of it. But let me run it by you and see if you agree with me on this. Then I got a little bit of bad news as I see it. The Washington Post is reporting that tomorrow the Trump White House will release its proposed federal budget, and it will call for the biggest contraction in the size and the cost of federal government since the end of World War II. That it will call for less federal power and control, more state and local control of government and hence our lives. That's going to be an awesome story if the Post has got it right, Yaffe. Makes me very happy. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. And then, while I was away a few days, the Trump effect at the border. It's amazing. You right. may have talked about this last week, but but it's stunning. There's a 40% drop in the number of people who are, you know, illegals who are trying to get into this country across our southern border where Trump wants to build a wall. Um, without any bricks and mortar right now, they've cut down on the influx 40%. Of course, it's only temporary. Right now, people are feeling, well, it's not welcome. It's uncertain. They may get in here. They may throw me out. Can't drag the whole family up here, whatever else. The Trump effect on the southern border is having a huge impact. Now, that, that as I say, that kind of thing will ebb and flow. 
according to circumstances, but it's really it's really remarkable the difference that has made. I think that's good news as well. Yeah, and as you said, he hasn't even built the wall and no. probably hasn't even really hired all the border agents yet. So once no. those two things happen, imagine how much better it will be even after that. Back to the issue of the uh, biggest contraction in the federal government since the end of World War II. The Washington Post says that's what the Trump budget will call for tomorrow. Maybe that's why he's not filling all of those positions in the various federal departments. He has said, you know what? what are they, we don't need all these people doing all this work. We got we got too many people, and and uh, you know, I hadn't really thought about that. Be very very mm-hmm. interesting to see how that plays out. Also, there's been some reporting and some thinking, and 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 I've sensed it as well that there's so much good economic news out there now. Okay, I mean consumer confidence, stock market through the roof. That if this keeps up, if this keeps up, and we've got jobs flowing into this country. Companies deciding not to leave, to stay here. That it's going to unite this country and bring people to the president's support who have previously not at all been on the Trump train. A sustained, you improved economy will unite support for this president. There's a lot more good news as well. Let's see what you think. So all that sound pretty good to you? What else is good news as we're now moving into the second 50 days of the Trump administration? I got some good news and some bad news and some Florida good and bad as well, but let's talk about it together. There's much more coming up here. I got some really cool stuff. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. A little more good news for the Budman's good news, bad news file accumulated while I was away for a couple of days and Yaffe was holding down the, the fort here. You know, we had all of this media furor, and the Democrats were up in arms over um, Attorney General Jeff Sessions uh, calling for the resignation of 46 um, U.S. attorneys. Okay, this is traditional at the end, a transition from one administration to the next. Plus, they have got to get rid of all of the Obama holdovers. I mean, these guys are a cancer on this administration, these people. They really are. This is probably part of that. Uh, one of them didn't want to go peacefully and wound up having to be fired. Um, U.S. Attorney uh, Preet Bharara um, a- out of Manhattan, you know, because the president had told him, you know, I'm open to you staying on. But he didn't commit to it during the campaign. These people have got to go. And all the rest of the people in this administration who are Obama holdovers, they've all got to go, Mr. President. They are cancer. So there's some good news, and that's what should have happened, and it did happen. Way to go, Attorney General Sessions. Nor Salman, the um, wife of the uh, Pulse nightclub shooter Omar Mateen, a Florida judge, just as the weekend hit, revoked her bond. Called her, among other things, very suspicious that she knew something about this and was 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 an accomplice in, in what her husband did, engineering the, the mass slaughter, the biggest mass slaughter in modern American history. Um, 49 people murdered at the Pulse nightclub in downtown Orlando, and that she's a flight risk, too, and that if she gets back into the Palestinian area where she's got roots over in the Middle East, um, that there is no guarantee we will ever get her back. That's the right call there, and that was some good news. And the Florida legislature, led by conservative Republicans, really stuck it in the eye of uh, Governor Scott and, um, and voted to severely restrict Visit Orlando that promotes the Sunshine State and the governor's a big fan of Visit Orlando as a, as a vehicle for attracting new jobs here to the, to the Sunshine State and also just flat-out killed Enterprise Florida. 
you know, which has been uh, ripe with corruption, et cetera. Uh, I, I think I think it was the right thing to do. I think it was the right thing to do, and I greet that as good news. Uh, a little bit of bad news that is out there as well. This wiretap deadline today is is really awkward for the president. We talked about it earlier. A second judge has now blocked uh, the newest uh, Trump executive order on immigration. Doesn't mean the whole thing is going down, uh, but I don't welcome that. The White House clearly not secure, for crying out loud. The president said that Secret Service did a great job on Friday night. They did a horrible job on Friday night. Can't have people scaling the fences. We've had this kind of thing for seven seven times in recent years, for God's sake. If that had been not not some idiot like this guy appears to be, but a whole bunch of commandos, you know, radical Islamic types with high-powered weapons, you might be mourning the loss of a president this morning. This is outrageous. They got to get a handle on this. They got to get better. They got to get, they got a secret service people who are not asleep at the switch or they need more of them or something. They need more, more high technology so nobody gets over the fence. They need to electrify the fence for crying out loud, whatever it takes. And this WikiLeaks CIA document dump, that's a huge story. They can find out who's responsible for this, and it's a small people, a pool of people they believe they need to find out who they are, and they need to try them and convict them and execute them for treason. You want to stop this kind of thing? That's what you do. Let's go to line one. Rob, you're on with a Budman from St. Cloud. Good morning to you, Rob. Good morning, sir. I agree. Uh, Trump needs to address this wiretap issue or he's going to look really dumb. Uh, I think he can just present whatever evidence he has. Uh, I'm sure there was some wiretapping. He just presents it. And then if uh, the reporters want to say, well, Obama didn't order it, he could just say, well, you know, Obama knew about it and just ended at that. But do you think he needs to say something? something? Yeah, exactly. I agree. Yeah. All right, Rob. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yaffe, any thoughts on the good news, bad news file here? You were running through some of this stuff and talking about it last week. There was a lot there, bud, but it's uh, pretty good stuff. I agree with you on the Secret Service thing. That is very um, worrisome that they're able to scale the fence and get that close. I hadn't thought about what would happen if many people with guns or something did it. I mean, you're exactly right. That They need to do something about that. Did a couple of Hollywood movies about the White House being attacked. Remember that? Yeah, and it seemed crazy. But then when you hear about this, maybe it's not so far-fetched. It's not. This is, this is unacceptable, I to agree. say the very least. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning here on a Monday at 7 o'clock as we bring you the very latest we have on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025, WFLA, and iHeart Radio Station. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning today's the deadline for wiretap evidence, and a law expert weighs in on a stand your ground ruling. We'll have those details coming up in one minute. Speaking of stand your ground, did the judge get it right in denying a stand your ground defense for Florida's movie theater shooter? My take and yours ahead here on Good Morning Orlando. Sorry, I couldn't be any more descriptive than that. I went to go look out the window. I'm like, wait a minute, the sun's not up yet. That's right. It raised, it comes up <laughs> real late when you start daylight saving time, but the payoff comes in those nice bright evenings that we don't get to. And I, I doesn't work for you, does it? Despise this time of the year. Do you really? I just hate losing that hour of sleep. It's very dangerous. There's an eight percent increase in the number of car accidents this morning. It's also one of the deadliest mornings for cardio events. 
Uh, wow. the, the amount of heart attacks that go up specifically on the Monday after daylight saving time is anywhere from yeah. 10 to 15 percent. Yeah, I've seen the stats on that. Yeah, it's a really, you know, it's difficult. Well, you got to suck it up and get I with the know. program, okay? Suck it up, buttercup. You get, the, you get the hour back in October. Stop whining. <laughs> <laughs> well, that means I can whine from now until October. Thank you, bud. Oh, that we'll was great news. We'll all be looking news. forward to that, Yaffe. Yes, we will. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, today is the day a House committee wants the Justice Department to provide evidence backing up President Trump's claim that he was wiretapped during the 2016 presidential campaign. The ranking lawmakers on the House Intelligence Committee have given the Justice Department until the end of the day to turn over any evidence. Trump accused former President Obama of the offense on Twitter one week ago, but hasn't provided any proof. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Now for the story, Bud, I know you're going to be talking about as soon as the newscast is done this Mm -hmm. morning, and that is the fact that lawyers for Curtis Reeves say they'll appeal a judge's ruling late last week that denied his request to use the state's stand-your-ground law to avoid prosecution in that Pasco County movie theater shooting case. Professor Charles Rose of Stetson University College of Law in Gulfport expects to hear more about Stand Your Ground in Tallahassee. There's actually bills that have been proposed that would flip it and require the government to prove to a beyond a reasonable doubt standard that the defense did not exist. So, I mean, if you want me to predict something, I actually think we're going to have more of this, not less of it, given the orientation of the Florida legislature on this issue. Reeves insists Chad Olson had attacked him during a confrontation over texting before he shot Olson, but a Pasco judge has ruled there's no evidence to support Reeves's claim. Meanwhile, a fix of Florida's death penalty law has been approved by the State House of Representatives and is headed for the governor. Representative Chris Sprawl says it requires the consent of all 12 jurors to impose the ultimate punishment. This bill ensures that the jury verdict for a death penalty case will be unanimous. It will change from 10 to 2 to unanimous. The bill is designed to restart the death penalty process, which has been on hold for more than a year because of state and federal court rulings. The only opposition came from a handful of lawmakers who believe the state should abolish the death penalty. And finally, a man who was once the world's most wanted fugitive is in a French courtroom today for a deadly 1974 attack on a Paris shopping arcade. The Venezuelan-born Illich Ramirez Sanchez, known as Carlos the Jackal, is accused of throwing a hand grenade from a mezzanine restaurant onto a shopping area in Paris's Latin Quarter, killing two people and wounding 34. The 67-year-old already is serving a life sentence in France for a series of attacks committed on behalf of the Palestinian cause in the 1970s and 80s. Famous for a movie they made about him, I think, Day of the Jackal, right? Yeah, exactly. WFLA News Time 707. Read about Zombie Preparedness Month. Serious business in Illinois. Of all the things lawmakers could be dealing with. Gee whiz, isn't there anything else they need to fix out in Illinois? Good Lord. You know what was crazy about this, bud? What's that? Was that they had passed an an affirmed zombie preparedness month legislation before they even had a state budget approved. That's why they're in such a mess out there. Gee whiz. (laughs) You can see it for yourself, though, at 1025wfla.com. But if the zombies come, I'm going to Chicago. Right now, though, the second hour of Good Morning Orlando gets started. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. You need to go to Chicago. It's an hour earlier there. You can uh, get that missing hour back, Deb Meister. I know in Michigan they're they're voting to get rid of daylight saving time. Oh no! 
Come on. Well, a lot of those bills, you know, start getting advanced as lawmakers go, man, this stinks. <laughs> Missing hour. I loved it as a kid. I still love it now. You get those long evenings, throw the ball around after dinner, you know. It's good stuff. Anyway, okay. <laughs> we do have more important things to do than to debate the virtues of daylight saving time. I promise you, as we come to you from the front gate realty studio, visit Laura as the buyers.com. On a very serious note, and Deb set the table, she always does so well. Um, the Stand Your Ground um, defense for Curtis Reeves, the retired cop, the movie theater shooter, uh, has been denied by a judge. Do you think that's the right call or not? My take and yours ahead, 407 916 5400 on the big stand your ground case here. Text us at 23680. Yaffe at the controls and we're ready to roll. So let's dive right in. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WF. You know the big story. It's been a national story for a couple of years. Over in the Tampa Bay area, Wesley Chapel is where all of this went down. Retired police officer Curtis Reeves, now 74 years of age, um, shot and killed Chad Olson, age 43, in a movie theater after Reeves had asked Olson to stop using his phone prior to the matinee showing of a movie. Reeves was sitting behind him here, and the bright screen of the phone was annoying Reeves, and he couldn't get... Olson to shut it down. Um, ultimately, ultimately, the retired police officer, Curtis Reeves, got into it with Olson. And, um, well, here's what he said in court. It was his life or mine. Did you feel he was going to hurt you? <laughs> no question about it. He was getting ready to punch me, and I perceived that at some point, and... That's when the pistol came out. And then prosecutor asked him, and then what did you do? And Reeves said very calmly, I shot him. And um, his lawyers fashioned for him a stand-your-ground defense. But the judge on Friday, after a couple of weeks' worth of testimony on all of this, denied the stand-your-ground defense. And Curtis Reeves will now go on trial charged with murder. I don't know how that will play out, but I really do believe, as much as I am a fan of Florida's first-in-the-nation stand-your-ground law passed in 2005, and 20 other states now have versions of stand-your-ground, that the judge made the right call here. And I stand on the verbiage of stand-your-ground to reach that conclusion. I want to know whether or not you think Curtis Reeves should have been allowed to use a stand-your-ground defense. I don't think so. Here's what the law says. A person who was not engaged in an unlawful activity and who was attacked in any other place where he or she has a right to be has no duty to retreat and has the right to stand his or her ground and meet force with force, including deadly force, if he or she reasonably believes it is necessary to do so to prevent death or great bodily harm to himself or herself or another or to prevent the commission of a forcible felony. Reeves seems to be the aggressor. There is a, a surveillance camera video in there that indicates that um, at one point Olson threw popcorn at him. Well, that is not exactly a deadly threat. Reeves had every opportunity to just get up and move to another row of the theater. The place wasn't crowded. And I think I think that 
I think this is not what what Stand Your Ground is for. Now, if Olson had taken out a gun, absolutely. But all he had was popcorn that he threw at him. And I think the judge got it right. 407-916-5400. What do you think on that score? I'm big on the Second Amendment. I'm big on our stand-your-ground law. I like it. I think we need it. But I don't think this met the parameters of the stand-your-ground law, whatever threat Curtis Reeves felt he was under. Certainly could not be defended as a deadly threat, even if they overcooked the popcorn. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Do I have it right? More importantly, did the judge get it right? I think so. Gaffey, what are your thoughts on the stand-your-ground defense for retired cop Curtis Reeve, the Moody movie theater shooter over in Wesley uh, Chapel, uh, Florida, uh, being denied? I can completely understand why the judge denied it. I mean, we've all seen the video. You can see the video. You can see what happened. And it's hard to make a defense that he really felt like his life was threatened. I mean, all he did was there was an argument. He threw some popcorn. Arguing about texting and the screen yeah, being annoying, but... et cetera. And, and it really, it, the video is damning to Reeves because it makes him seeming to be the guy driving the argument. Oh, that's true. And you could tell he had an itchy trigger finger. I mean, it was, there was no hesitation really when he did it. He just went yeah. up and shot him. And yeah. there's just, it's just no evidence that he really felt like his life was in threat. Now he's on trial for murder. I, I, you know, I don't know how it'll go. You never know with a jury, but I would not be at all surprised if he spent the rest of his life behind bars. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Here's Scott and Apopka weighing in on the Reeves story and the denial of the stand your ground defense he had counted on to get him off the hook. Did the judge get it right, Scott? The judge got it right and reads a liar. He should have listened to his wife because his wife says, I told you we should have got up and moved. You yep. didn't have to shoot him. No, they you had know, an option there. They did not have a theater with no other available seats. And sticks and stones may break my bones, but popcorn will never hurt you. Yep. And, you know, if he's been a police officer, he enforces the law, he should be penalized by the law. Thank you, God. Thank you, Scott. And on the text line, what's coming in at 23680, Yaffe? Uh, most of the techers uh, seem to agree with, uh, with us, bud. One person says uh, he got it wrong. Another person says, I agree with you 100%. Uh, one person says, judge got it right. Popcorn is only a threat to fat and cholesterol, not your daily, you know, not your life. Yeah. So. You know, when we passed in 2005, the first in the nation stand your ground law, and there are now other 20 other versions of it around the country, you know, there were those who were up in arms about it. I remember talking about it on the show back then. Um that it was going to turn us into, you know, like Dodge City or Tombstone in the wild, wild west. It is not proven to do that. It really hasn't. It No, it hasn't. And a lot of people were really, really concerned that it was just a, you know, a license to um, uh, to itch your itchy finger and and, and, to, and to just blow somebody away when, when you feel threatened, you define threatened and you define the threat as being deadly. Um and 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 that's what Reeves and his attorneys went for here, but um, it, it, this is not what stand your ground is for. There are legitimate cases for stand your ground. Why you know you should not have to retreat in the face of deadly force, which is what the law used to require you to do before you use deadly force. 
You know? yeah, exactly right. And that, that does not apply here. And I think common sense and reason prevailed in this case. Yeah. I mean, we'll see when the ultimate case comes out if he gets tried for murder. But in terms of stand your ground, I agree with you. His life was not in threat. It was. It's obvious in the video. Right. Yeah, and and I think I think Chad Olson was acting like a jerk, and he was contentious, et cetera. But the man should not have paid for it with his life, and left a widow behind, and I, um, I mean, you know, a family yeah. behind. I mean, it's just it it's just it, it was just an outrageous, uh, and and such a needless death. And it I really and was. I, and I had forgotten what Scott said about his wife even basically admitting that his, her husband was in the wrong. Reeves's wife. Yeah. And, you know, that's a big thing. They're going to use that in court, I bet. Oh, there's no question about it. And, Scott, thank you for reminding us of that angle on this important story that got a lot of national attention that came right out of the heart of Central Florida. All right, Deb, let's get back into it here. By the way, Daylight Saving Time update. Mm. Still dark. Seeing a little bit of sign of life. She does not like the time change in the spring. Mm. Totally resenting the loss of an hour. Everybody up. Let's go, Deb Meister. All right, all right. I'm awake. I'm awake. Right. I'm awake. <laughs> but you know, these mic covers are very cushy. It's like a pillow, isn't it? It is like a pillow. <laughs> you know, before daylight savings time, it would have been 6.33 right now. You would have still had to have been awake back then, too. I'm just... Do you understand this is not a time for a rational conversation? <laughs> this woman is totally irrational about this issue. <laughs> Let's talk news. What do we got? I guess... Today's the deadline for the Justice Department to produce any evidence it has that the Obama administration wireta- wiretapped Trump Tower. President Trump made the claim on Twitter, but so far hasn't provided proof. In a letter, House Intelligence Committee Chairman Devin Nunez, a Republican, and ranking Democrat Adam Schiff are calling on the Justice Department publicly to publicly renounce the assertion. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Not really sure how good of an idea this is, but regardless, playgrounds are going in at some movie theaters, thank goodness, in Southern California. Playgrounds and movie theaters. Interesting marriage there. What's the deal with that? The Mexico-based movie theater chain Sinopolis has an in-theater playground concept, which features a colorful play area near the screen, a jungle gym, and a cushy beanbag chair section. The idea to let kids run amok inside a movie theater is to help the world's fourth largest cinema operator compete with streaming services like Netflix. But, I, you know, movie prices being what they are, do you really want a, a ball pit full of screaming kids while you're trying to watch they a movie? They would have to restrict this to just movies for, for, for kids that age. Otherwise, it would be chaos. Nobody would want to go there. No. I, I think even though for movies with kids, it would be difficult to... Uh, get anyone's attention on the screen if you've got that kind of distraction in the front. This is the worst idea <laughs> Isn't it? I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> I'm with movies. you on this one, and this has nothing to do with this spring forward and losing that hour of sleep and being just a little <laughs> extra cranky this morning. This will not be coming to a theater near Yaffe because Yaffe will not be there. I will actively <laughs> protest it if this starts. I mean, it looks really cool. They've got a, a great big yeah. you know, tube slide that comes down almost Jeez. like from the second floor that lands in the ball pit. to go to the the movie don't go take them to a playground go to chuck e cheese yes that's what those are for not what movie theaters are for you know i'm not sure i yeah well regardless the new theaters will be opening in los angeles and san diego on march 16th to screen disney's live action beauty and the beast i want to wish all of the parents out there good luck 
Can't wait to see how that plays out. I know. Same here. A Japanese company has designed a floating hotel. Ooh. Yeah. It sleeps up to four. And each room in the pod comes with double beds, toilets, showers, and a great view of the sky above. Guests don't have to do a thing. The self-contained pods are pre-programmed to drift toward an island owned by the pod manufacturer. I thought you were going to say North Korea. No. No. <laughs> no. Better not be. Yeah. They're kind of out. out in that area, you know. Yeah, let me out. <laughs> the island destination is currently being overhauled and is headed for an opening next winter. One night inside the floating orb costs less than $250. That's not actually too bad. That's not bad at all. For a nice hotel, it's not exactly. bad. Exactly, and one that's floating, yeah. you know. That's yeah. a pretty good deal. And finally... You might not be thrilled about today being Monday, but wait until you hear this. It's also National Coconut Tort Day. Oh, yeah? I didn't Been know. Been waiting for that. Didn't know Coconut Tort had its own day, but it's National Coconut Tort Day. What's a coconut tort? I have no idea, but if someone out there <laughs> has baked one. Isn't a tort like a pastry? Is that what a, a tort? I don't know. What do I know about this stuff? Is it, is it, a, pa- is it a pastry? What's a tort? Don't look at me. I've only I always thought the- that was a tart. Maybe. Oh. I don't know. Oh, uh, I'll have to Google this. I have no idea what somebody what this is. somebody call us. We want to know what a coconut tort would be. Four zero seven nine one six fifty four hundred. This is obviously the big story of the day. It really <laughs> is. Um, text us at two three six eight zero. A coconut tort. I'm just glad I'm not the only one who didn't know. <laughs> no, I, was... I have no idea. <laughs> but then I've only turned my stove on when the dog needed rice for an upset stomach. So <laughs> not much of a chef. Uh, if you're not a fan of Coconut Tort, not a problem. It's also National Jewel Day, National Earmuff Day, National Good Samaritan Day, National Canine Veterans Day, and my favorite, which I will be celebrating quite thoroughly, National Napping Day. <laughs> Ooh. Enjoy. I've never <laughs> met anybody who has such a toll taken on them by the one-hour time change as the Deb Meister every spring. It's amazing. And, but you know what? You really are not alone, the stats would say. Yes. And uh, some people just, it takes them forever to recover from that for some reason. For, I never even notice it in terms of sleep and health. I just never notice it. Well, a lot for a lot of folks, what they say is that, you know, we, we keep getting this concept that we only lose an hour, but it's not an, just one hour. It's an hour cumulative over each of the days. So no, it's which, not. Yes, it is. That's how the experts described it over the weekend, and I was awake for that. Okay. All right. It's fruitless to argue uh, this. I, think, I refuse I think to she get dreamed it. it. I can't uh, do it. Uh, I think she dreamed it. <laughs> well, I'm going to go dream up some news, so I'll see you guys Why don't back you do eight. that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go do that. See what you can come up with, okay? <laughs> Deborah Roberts, best in the business, with the news when it breaks top and bottom of the hour. Good morning, Orlando, for the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit LauraHasTheBuyers.com. We're here for you on WFLA AM and FM. We're an iHeart radio station and proud to be. All right, Yaffe holding down the fort in the control room. The callers are lined up on the 50,000-watt front porch, Mike, to play Sound Judgment. And what are they playing for this morning? Yes, bud. They want a four-pack of of advanced screening passes to see Life, movie starring Ryan Reynolds, Rebecca Ferguson, and Jake Gyllenhaal before it hits theaters Friday, March 24th. Now, the screening is 
um, March 22nd at the AMC Altamont Theater. Life is a terrifying sci-fi thriller about a team of scientists aboard the International Space Station whose mission of discovery turns to one of primal fear when they find a rapidly evolving life form that caused extinction on Mars. And and now theaters the, threatens the crew and all life on Earth. Looks it looks pretty interesting. Looks yeah, like I've a seen good, the trailers. It looks compelling. It looks scary. Looks like it might be a fun ride, okay? So you can uh, win an advanced screening set of tickets to uh, life and see it before anybody else on us if you have the uh, right answer to the sound judgment game. And you can identify the voice you are about to hear. Ready to go? 407-916-5400. Be ready to go if you're getting a busy signal now. That's the number where you can get in if somebody gets a wrong answer and win in a later round. Are you ready? For today's sound judgment game, we have chosen an interesting comment made by a newsmaker you know. I want you to listen closely, then use your sound judgment to tell me who's talking. In the future, and I'll make sure everybody knows about it ahead of time, I'll be gone maybe three, four weeks. One day I'm going to go get one of those fancy made-for-TV facelifts that women of a certain age seem to get. Who is that talking? 407-916-5400. Just because I can, I'll start on line three. Identify the voice, line three. No idea. (laughs) Okay, but thank you. There's an open opportunity for you at 407-916-5400 to win those advanced screening movie passes to that sci-fi thriller life. Let's go to line one. Who is that line one? Debbie Blabbermouth Schultz. No, it's not Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Another open line, but it's a name you know just as well, 407-916-5400. Yaffe, play that again for us. Can we cue that up? Let's listen one more time. In the future, and I'll make sure everybody knows about it ahead of time, I'll be gone maybe three, four weeks. One day I'm going to go get one of those fancy made-for-TV facelifts that women of a certain age seem to get. Line two, do you know that voice? Madonna. Say it again. No, it's not Madonna. Line four, you're up next. Go ahead, line four. Kellyanne Conway. Yes. Absolutely right. I think she's lovely. We don't think she needs a facelift, but I think it was a pretty interesting comment, and she's, you know, said, hey, she may disappear for a while and get one. So nice going, and you've won the movie passes. What do you think? Uh, I think it's wonderful. Start off to a good Monday. Absolutely right. If you give me your first name, I'll write you a note of congratulations with the tickets, okay? My first name is Carlos. Carlos. Where are you calling in from, buddy? I'm calling in from Longwood, Florida. Fantastic. We are so glad you've joined us and hanging in there uh, paid off, and you are our sound judgment winner. Carlos, I'm going to put you on hold. Yaffe's pretty busy. He's the Lone Ranger this morning in the control room. He'll get with you in a moment, and we'll make the arrangements to get you the prize, okay? Thank you so much. Yeah, good deal. And we have a winner, Kelly and Conway. Now, the Rush Morning Update just ahead. Don't miss it. Let's check in with Chef Yaffe for the very latest on the difference between a tort and a tart. What can you tell us, (laughs) Chef Yaffe? (laughs) Well, yeah, Deborah told us earlier that today is Coconut Tort Day, and none of us had any idea what that meant. Well, apparently, it's a type of cake. That's all. A A tort is a type of cake. Yeah, it's just another name for tart. So you can use it. Wait a minute. A tart's not a cake. A tart's a pastry. Well, I don't know. When I looked it up, it said a tort is a sweet cake or tart, is what the dictionary definition is. So, 
Hey, don't know that shit, Yaffy. He's got the flower coming like, out of his ears. There's nothing in between them. I don't. I, <laughs> I, I don't like coconut flavored anything no, anyway. Really? Yeah. No. You're kidding. No. No. Do you ever crack open a, a coconut, drain the milk out, and suck it dry, and then tie into that great white coconut meat? No, Doesn't work for you? No. No. How about that? Put hot sauce on it, maybe that'll work for you. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing you, it probably would. It probably would. Okay, we're going to have an AccuWeather meteorologist on here. They're now talking about a blizzard in the New York metropolitan area and much of the Northeast tomorrow. Could be of historic proportions. What do you need to know about it? What kind of an impact might it have? Um, air travel, et cetera, here. We're going to do that just before we dive into your take on any topic on Open Mind Monday. So it's a power-packed final hour of the Monday edition to Good Morning Orlando from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com here on WFLA, a proud iHeart radio station. Deborah Roberts updating today's the deadline for wiretap evidence from the president who claims that Obama bugged Trump Tower and the report card on Florida's infrastructure. Most interesting, and it is all ahead as the Deb Meister checks in with our 8 o'clock news update from all of us on the 50,000-watt front porch Good Monday morning now. We are glad you're with us at 7.59. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us here on the Monday edition of the show at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. You're just in time for an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning, today's the deadline for wiretap evidence. And the report card on Florida's infrastructure is out. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. And we're bringing on a live AccuWeather meteorologist at 10 after 8 for an update on that historic blizzard headed into the northeast that will have impacts here. Stay with us. It's next on Good Morning Orlando. Good Monday morning. It's 8.03 on News Radio 1025. The White House may be doubling down today on its allegations of government surveillance. Senior White House advisor Kellyanne Conway suggests in comments to New Jersey's Bergen County record that snooping may have gone beyond the president's accusation that former President Obama had his phones tapped in Trump Tower, saying, quote, you can surveil someone through their phones, certainly through their television sets, any number of ways, end quote. Like her boss, Conway offered no evidence. Some Republican lawmakers have asked for evidence by today. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The maneuvering is well underway as an April 28th deadline looms for Congress to pass a huge package of leftover spending bills and avoid a partial government shutdown. Top Senate Democrats are warning Republicans against adding billions of dollars for President Trump's U.S.-Mexico border wall to the upcoming $1 trillion-plus catch-all spending package. The letter also warns against adding other, quote, poison pills. A big snowstorm is expected to hit parts of the Northeast tonight and tomorrow. New York City and Boston could get up to 18 inches of snow with wind gusts in New York of up to 50 miles per hour. Philadelphia could see up to 12 inches of snow, but forecasters say the uh, snow could change over to a wintry mix or rain Tuesday morning. The nation's capital is expected to see 6 to 10 inches of rain, but is going to have a meteorologist 
with AccuWeather on in just a few moments to talk more about this huge winter nor'easter. The American Society of Civil Engineers has released a report card on the nation's infrastructure, and while Florida looks better than the nation overall, past president Greg DiLoretto says it's not exactly a stellar performance. If we look nationwide, we released our 2017 report card, and the, the grade was a D-plus for 16 categories of infrastructure, roads, bridges, water, and so forth. Uh, so that's how our nation looks uh, at those uh, those infrastructure sectors. Now, the fact is that our Florida, our members in the Florida section produced a report card in 2016, and Florida earned a grade of C. Not too bad. Florida comes out well when it comes to sound bridges, but not so hot when it comes to dams. In local news, a couple of jet skiers turns out to be a couple of spring breakers with quite the story to tell near Port Canaveral are lucky to be alive today after getting rescued just a few feet away from a cruise ship that was barreling toward them. Port officials and a Brevard County Sheriff's Office Marine Unit rescued the pair Saturday as the Canav- uh, Carnival Magic rather nearly ran them over a mile from shore, and that's because their jet ski capsized before the rescuers were able to pluck the duo out of the Atlantic waters, and thankfully no one was injured. Unbelievable, and I, I was wondering, because there was the new information from the earlier story I had, Deb, that these were a couple of spring breakers yeah. probably out there. Say, boy, this is going to be exciting. We'll get right up alongside that big ship. Can you imagine that? No. They would have been sucked under and chewed to bits by the screws on the back, the it, propellers. I mean, can you even imagine I that? I can't. I just simply... It, it's kind of an heroic rescue. It I mean, really I, is. I, you know, risky rescue, because you cannot just stop a big ship like that on a dime and say, okay, get these idiots out of here, you know? And that's the point I was going to make, too, is that, you know, kudos to the Brevard County Sheriff's Office and, of course, port officials for getting out there and getting those two spring breakers Back home safely with a story to tell instead of it being a tragic story. You're not kidding, Deb. Speaking of a tragic story, a Pulitzer Prize-winning Associated Press photographer best known for the stunning image of a terrified child. I know you know this image, but running naked down a country road following a napalm attack on her Vietnamese village. Oh, yes. Is calling it a career. No kidding. I kid My you goodness, not. That, that, that goes back. The better part of 45 or 50 years, I would think. At least, yeah. Nick Utt sums up his 51 years with the Associated Press as a journey that took him, quote, from hell to Hollywood. He was just 21 years old when he took that photo that shocked the uh, world back in 1972. Utt is uh, now 65. Yeah, and and it, it helped to further turn the tide of public opinion against the war because it was just, it was so brutal to see this child you know, with, with literally the clothes yeah. burned right off her back from yeah. the napalm. Yeah, it, it it really spoke volumes at a time when the war had become very, very controversial anyway. It's an iconic photograph. What a story and what a career. Yeah, definitely. 51 years, 21 years you old. Bet. WFLA News Time 807. Meet Shybot, the world's shyest robot at 1025WFLA.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. We may be looking at an historic blizzard in the Northeast for this time of year, and we're going to get a handle on it because it's going to have some impacts you may not have thought about here in Florida. And of course, so many of us have family, friends in the Northeastern United States. We're going to bring on one of our fine AccuWeather meteorologists here for the very latest on this big snowstorm that is headed for the Northeast 
as we speak. It's coming up, followed by your take on any topic on Open Mind Monday if you want to get in early and um, let us know what's grinding your gears on a Monday morning, whatever it is, 407-916-5400. Text us to 23680. Open Mind Monday, preceded by our live update on the storm and AccuWeather meteorologist joining me on the 50,000-watt front porch. So all of this coming your way in moments. From the Frontgate Realty Studio, visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Here on WFLA, AM and FM, and iHeartRadio station. All of this at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you in two minutes on News Radio 1025, WFLA. All right, we are glad you're with us here on the 50,000-watt front porch. We are firming up connections right now with our friends at AccuWeather. we got a great team of the best in the business, AccuWeather meteorologists who are following this um developing storm they expect to produce blizzard conditions in a wide swath of the northeast courtney spamer accuweather meteorologist welcome to good morning orlando but Hedinger with you here and thank you very much for joining us this morning courtney how does that storm look where is it snowing where is it headed and how bad is it apt to be courtney yeah. Yeah, this is a storm that's really starting to develop across the Midwest right now where we're not expected to see those higher snow accumulations throughout the day today. That snow is pretty much going to stretch from the Chicago area into Indianapolis and Ohio. But that's when we start to see see things really picking up as we get into late this afternoon and into tonight as well. We're going to start to see kind of the rain that we're seeing across parts of the southeast colliding with that storm system, and that's going to create some snow across parts of the mid-Atlantic and into the northeast starting tonight continuing throughout the day on Tuesday. By the time you get to Tuesday night, a lot of the, Midwest, the Mid-Atlantic is going to be, start to be winding down. But we'll still see the chance for blizzard conditions across parts of southern New England and into uh, parts of Maine as well. And it won't be until Wednesday that we start to see things starting to dry out across the area. But we're looking at snowfall totals certainly on the high side, seeing as much from Monday night into Tuesday night as one to two feet from parts of south-central Pennsylvania all the way north and west of the I-95 corridor into Maine. Am I correct they're talking about wind gusts, 40, 50 miles an hour and more whipping up that snow, Courtney? Absolutely, especially along the I-95 and eastward towards the coast. That's where we're going to see those highest winds, certainly some blowing snow. And with the snow and on top of the wind, certainly looking at the the possibility for some power outages right along the coast there. We're talking about an historic event here for this late in the winter season, aren't we? Yeah, you know, we usually don't see, not uncommon for us to see a nor'easter as we get into March. That's something that's not uncommon. What's really different is because we had such cold temperatures across the northeast over the weekend in the last few days of last week, that we're really seeing the possibility for this snow to stick in on the roadways. Normally, Mm -hmm. you get to March and the temperatures get a little bit warmer. You have a little bit of mixing going on. You have that snow mainly staying on the grassy surfaces just because the ground is too warm. But because we've had that cold air in place for the last few days, better chance for us to see those higher accumulations. Before we let you go, uh, cold air is going to be pulled down behind this storm, and folks here in central Florida are really going to feel it. Let's talk about how cool it is apt to get here and also uh, the likelihood of major disruptions of air travel even this far south because of the storm tying up airports in the northeast. Yeah, we're definitely going to see that cooler air being pulled in behind, like you said. Looking at highs today 
around the, uh, central uh, Florida get to around 80 degrees so you know overall it's going to be pretty warm but as you get to tuesday and wednesday as that cooler air gets sucked down in we're looking at temperatures tomorrow only in the low 70s and then in the 60s for wednesday and thursday so certainly below normal for this time of year certainly not going to be as cold as what you'll be seeing further north but you're going to see those effects as well and like now when said, when when does it start warming up again in florida or do we stay below normal through the upcoming weekend courtney you know, I think we're going to stay below normal at least through Thursday. Maybe into Friday, we're going to see temperatures starting to creep back into the low 70s. But by the time we get to next weekend, temperatures are going to be back near that 80-degree mark again. So we're going to warm up pretty quickly behind this. And can we expect major disruptions of flights here just because there are so many people who are, you know, not able to get in and out of airports up in the Northeast who want to fly to and from Orlando? Absolutely. I definitely think that if you're flying to and from any place in the Northeast, or even if you're flying it to the Midwest. A lot of planes and things going to get stuck. I think we're going to be looking at a lot of cancellations, a lot of postponements across parts of the Northeast. I mean, we're talking about the major travel hubs of, you know, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, New York City, Boston, and even some places back towards Buffalo, Pittsburgh, going to be seeing that snow. And just because people are going to be so um, distributed and not really where they're supposed to be when you go to get to your flight, even if your flight's on Wednesday, I think those major travel hubs across the country are still going to be seeing problems as we get through the middle of the week. Boy, I got to tell you, winter's last gasp, and what a shot it is apt to be. Meteorologist Courtney Spamer from AccuWeather, thank you so much for coming on this morning. We'll check back with you and your colleagues at AccuWeather tomorrow morning when the full fury of that storm is expected to begin unleashing itself on the big cities in the Northeast. Courtney, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Good deal. Now the show is yours. Your take on any topic on Open Mind Monday. 407 916 text line 23680. Kathy at the controls, Deb Redding, our 830 News update. And right now we're going to turn it over to the best audience in talk radio. And that's you. It's Open Mind Monday. We'll find out what's on your mind. The number if you want to sound off on something, 407 916 something of your choice. And I will keep an open mind. That's the number, and the text line always open at 23680. Yaffe will update the text line incoming in a moment. But first on the phones this morning, when we open them up for Open Mind Monday, was our old buddy from the left side of the 50,000-watt front porch in the Tampa Bay area. Danny, you're on with a Bud Man. What's on your mind? Good morning. First, let me say happy birthday belated to you, January 23rd. I remember because my sister's birthday is the same day. How about you? That's really cool. Very nice. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, for the first time ever, I think I'm going to repent in my life because, like I told Yappy, I don't think we have a long time to go before uh, before the, the end of the world is over with this guy in here as, as president and Putin as president. I, they're not Kennedy and Khrushchev, believe me. And they have a foreign policy of both of them. Are, come on, bring it on. Let's see who's. Let's see. Let's see. Come on, let's go. Let's take the nuclear. Let's take the nuclear path. And they're supporters of him who say it's okay. I've talked to them. Say it's okay. If we gotta go, we gotta go. I don't want an orange man to to blow me up in my world. Okay. And this guy, besides being a fascist, a racist, is and, 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 and is like a Hitler dictator. They, him and Bannon, but they want they want is a terrorist attack in this country. That way they can take away civil liberties and declare martial law. That's exactly what I think. This guy, I, listen, I miss W. Bush already. I miss Nixon. This is the most incompetent, stupid, and that's what Ooh. makes him dangerous, a stupid individual, uh, a moron to, to run this country. And it's a, it's a, it's a right. shame, and, and it's, it's unbelievable that uh, I can't believe that you give him 100% support. I don't give him 100% support. 
I, I, I worked them over pretty good over this, uh, you know, th- this claim of wiretapping without any evidence earlier this morning, Danny. You need to be here all three hours. Where's the love? Where's the commitment, man? Yeah, Yaffe, is it fair to say that 50 days plus into the Trump presidency, this whole thing is just not working for Danny? <laughs> well, I think that was kind of uh, predictable even before. Our next caller, I think, is hearkening back to something you talked about last week when yeah. I was off. Maybe you I can talk- even kind of set the table here a little bit. Well, I talked about it on Friday in the 7 o'clock hour, and it got a lot of reaction. There was an article from a conservative writer saying that um, men need to really step up in our society and take the leadership role in the household and the family, and it's not happening enough. And a lot of women reacted and agreed, believe it or not. We're wimping out. Yeah, exactly. Let's go to Bob and Longwood on this. Good morning, Bob. You're on with a Bud Man, Yaffe and Company, and it's uh, your show. It's Open Mind Monday. Thank you, Bud, and I'm glad to uh, hear you back on the radio. It's good to be back. Um, yeah. You know, I just want to know how you felt about that, because here's the reason. I, you know, I thought in a, in a marriage and, you know, household and everything, it should be 50-50, like, you know, and, you know, I respect your opinion, and I'd like to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I, I think Linda and I have managed, and maybe some of it was just by accident, I don't know, or just because we loved each other for so, mu- so much for so many years. I think we managed to strike a real balance, and I think our kids would all say that. Um, you know, and we have, we have certain duties, but I do my share of housework. She does the bills, you know, and, and, and it, um, that, 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 that sort of balance, I think, is, uh, is a good thing. And I think we were very, very much both involved in making child-rearing decisions along the way. Um, and, and I think that's what it is. You need marriage needs to be exactly what it's designed to be a true partnership in every way. And, uh, I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not all about being the heavy handed, um, dominant male. I'm really not. I got my areas of dominance. She's got her areas of feminine dominance and that's the way it works for us. What about it? I think that's a great answer. I feel the same way. And, you know, the, Last week, some you know, more men just think they're the master of the household, and they got a slave, you know, and and maybe you got a lot to learn in life. But anyway, thank you, bud. All right, thank you, day. Bob. I appreciate it. I always joke that the five words that are the key to a happy marriage are "I'm sorry, you're right, dear." So maybe I'm, you know. <laughs> Plus, you leave the heavy hand for work. I do. <laughs> Dog on it. When I whip this place into shape. <laughs> Back to the Open Mind Monday phone lines and the text line after we get up to date on the news. And once again, my partner, Deborah Roberts. Deb? Thank you, bud. Today's the deadline for the Justice Department to produce any evidence it has at the Obama administration wiretap Trump Tower. In a letter, House Intelligence Committee Chairman Devin Nunez, a Republican and ranking Democrat Adam Schiff, are calling on the Justice Department to publicly renounce the claim which was made by President Trump on Twitter last week. Trump claimed the wiretapping began during the presidential campaign and compared the situation to Watergate. Arizona Republican Senator John McCain told CNN State of the Union Trump needs to provide proof or retract the claim. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. As promised, the Florida House approves a bill to abolish the governor's job creation agency. Enterprise Florida uses tax money to lure new businesses to the Sunshine State, but Representative Paul Renner says there are better ways to spend it. The programs we eliminate under Enterprise Florida are fundamentally unfair to the 19 million Floridians who pay the bill. 
The hundreds of millions of dollars we spend on Enterprise Florida are monies that are not spent on public safety, that are not spent on education, that are not spent on infrastructure. The House took a second shot at the governor by voting to impose new transparency and accountability standards at Visit Florida. The head of the marketing agency says that bill jeopardizes the success of Florida's tourism industry and the 1.4 million jobs it supports. A new survey is showing that some businesses are joining in the fun surrounding March Madness. Brandy Britton with Office team explains why businesses are encouraging workers to take part in sporting activities at the office. One of the other findings that I found most uh, compelling was the um, about two-thirds or 66 percent of workers believe that celebrating sporting events in an office can help boost employee happiness and morale. Britain says their survey showed that nearly a quarter of senior managers said their employers organize activities around events like March Madness. However, to get the most of these activities, she says it's important for workers to know the expectations of their bosses, as well as the limits to how far they can take each activity. Radio Shack will start closing almost 200 stores this week following its second bankruptcy filing in two years. Another 365 stores will close later on or will be transferred to Sprint. The companies had been operating co-branded stores in an unsuccessful attempt to revive the ailing consumer electronics chain. The initial closings will affect 9% of the company's stores and likely put more than 1,800 employees out of a job. Finally in sports, the Magic open up a three-game road trip tonight in Sacramento against the Kings. Orlando will also visit Golden State and Phoenix this week. WFLA News Time, 8 35. I'm Deborah Roberts, News Radio 1025 WFLA. Get these stories and more at 1025WFLA.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now. Deb, thanks. And while we're talking hoops, our Florida Gators, and we broadcast all their games here on WFLA, where your Florida Gator flagship network station, the Florida Gators, are going to be playing at the Amway Center in the NCAA. Uh, postseason tournament, March Madness. It'll be Thursday right here in Orlando against East Tennessee State. Tip-off here on WFLA will be at 3.10 p.m. on Thursday. Go Gators! Good morning, Orlando, on a Monday. From the Front Gate Realty Studio, visit laurahasthebuyers.com. We're here on WFLA. We're a proud iHeart radio station. And on the text line for Open Mind Monday, Yaffe, what's coming in? Uh, yes, but I'm getting a lot of texts on this, and we have a couple of callers who are going to expand on this point. But a lot of people are wondering why Trump has to meet some kind of deadline for his wiretapping claims to prove it when the Democrats seem to have no deadline improving the Russian hacking and, you know, the Trump being in bed with Russia claims. And they keep going on with that, and there's no deadline for them yeah. to prove it. I guess, you know, the Democrats would say, hey, come on, are we going to have a double standard or not? We've got yeah. to enforce the double standard here. Exactly. Of course. <laughs> That's an excellent point, actually. That's yeah. an excellent point, actually. Because every time they come out, they never have any proof of any real connection, just claims. And that's what's on Ben's mind, I think. Good morning from Claremont, an open mind Monday. You're on with the Bud Man and Yaffe. What do you think, Ben? Well, good morning, Bud. And I think, and I think of Reed and Pelosi specifically, but any of them, when they make these accusations, if they don't have immediate proof to back it up, or at least some smoke, they should face serious sanctions, punishment, or whatever immediately. Well, of course, Reed is gone now. Pelosi's still hanging around. But, you know, you got Schumer replacing Reed, so it's just, you know, more of the same. 
You know, I, I don't think you should be able to do this. Uh, but, you know, the, the good old First Amendment allows you to say pretty much anything you want to say in this country. Man, you couldn't say, we couldn't stand, I couldn't stand up and accuse you of something without proof, without uh, serious repercussions. Well, depends. You know, I, I might sue you. You certainly can yeah, say it. Exactly. I couldn't stop you from saying it. Uh, your point, though, is well taken, and I thank you for that. Now, um, before I go to Sal on what he calls Trump care, and I don't think Trump wants to own it. It's interesting. Obama said, you know, I kind of like that Obamacare thing. Now he owns it, you know, as it disintegrates around us and and permanently tarnishes his legacy big time. We'll get to a Trump care, a Ryan care, whatever you want to call it, American Health Care Act call here in just a moment. But I do want to continue this thread that we've established. Here is Eric in Claremont on the 50,000-watt hey, front porch. Hello, Eric. Hey, bud. Great show. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to expound on this uh, wiretapping that the New York Times has recently been caught. They have changed the archives of their webpage. This, uh, January 7th, a guy named Mike Schmidt said that some of the sources of the Russian ties were through wiretapping. Well, since a lot of Democrats have been implicated in this Russian scandal, the New York Times, if you look at their webpage now, it says uh, that it was surveillance against Russian uh, dignitaries. And they have gone back in the webpage and changed it. However, there are screenshots of the New York Times front page. So, Well, then, then Trump should be using that as evidence today? Um. I believe that there was wiretapping. There's nothing that this, I mean, you had the highest per, the highest law enforcement officer in the land taking the Fifth Amendment. I mean, really, they're, they're, they're above nothing. Well, we'll see how it all turns out. I don't know whether we're going to get a response from the, uh, from the president today or not. We shall see. Here is Sal in Bushnell on with a Bud Man and company on Open Mind Monday. So what's on your mind this morning, Sal? Hey, buddy. Good to talk to you again. Uh, but uh, Lion Paul Ryan every couple of weeks comes out with the same budget, which just cuts Medicare, Social Security, Medicaid. Okay, and now he's figured a way to do it with this health care plan that doesn't work. Now the Affordable Care Act could be fixed very easily. You can allow tort reform. You can regulate some prices with the uh, insurance companies. You can allow uh, interstate buying of insurance. Okay, and, and there's, I'm sure there's a couple of other things you can do which will help let, let people buy catastrophic plans on the Affordable Care Act. Now, if you want to fix it another way, very simple. Add a 5 or $0.10 cent, uh, consumption tax, take that money and not spend it on anything else, and give everybody Medicaid or Medicare. Put the whole country on Medicare. Cut out the middleman. I'm sure we'll save a lot of money getting rid of the insurance companies. All right. I'm, I'm about ready to explode here, but I understand the concept of Open Mind Monday. No repeal, no replace. Just fix Obamacare. That's where you're coming from on Open Mind Monday, Sal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, uh, Danny in Tampa happens to be right. We, we've got a fascist, fascist buffoon in the White House, and this guy's dangerous. And it's coming. A fascist, what does that mean to you? People throw that term around. Help me out on that, Sal. Tell me about Donald Trump fascist. Donald Trump is a dictator. Really? That's what he is. 
Yes. I, I, all you, I mean, well, then why, why, then why is he even dealing with Congress and dealing with the courts and immigration? If he's a dictator, we shouldn't have to worry about three branches of government. He's not. He keeps spitting out these these executive orders and these executive orders. He's not going to Congress to say, "Get me a bill on on immigration. Get me a bill." Seems Congress to me. Can I just, with all due respect, Sal? Here, um, it seems to me I recall a massive number of executive orders from the prior president, your guy Obama. Yeah, and 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 before him, you have a problem a with that? Was he a dictator? Uh, no, but. Uh, everything he did had to go through Congress. Mm-hmm. Nothing this guy is doing is even going through Congress. Okay, I mean this is all on no. executive orders. Nothing. There's not not one bill has been put forward on immigration. All right, thank you. I appreciate it, Sal. I'm sorry, Yaffe. My head's ready to explode right now. Well, he talked about nothing's being done through Congress. Actually, there has been some things done through Congress through the Congressional Review Act. He got rid of a lot of the uh, regulations through the Congressional. Review Act, which he signed off on. So it's not just he's doing everything on his own, but Obama was king of executive orders. So I don't want to hear that either. And so we're not. But we gave him, a, <laughs> we gave him some good time. Yeah. We kept the promise, right? Okay. I mean, you, you kept an open mind, but I, I didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got a, a little bit more time for Open Mind Monday here and, and, and a, a little blizzard story for you here. Uh, because what is about to happen in the Northeast I remember a story about maybe the greatest storm of its kind in that part of the country in March, told to me by by my grandfather when I was a little boy and he was a very old man. If time permits, I'll tell you. If it doesn't, I'll tell you tomorrow. Open Mind Monday, 407-916-5400, text line 23680, concerns the fabled blizzard of 88. Boy, I didn't even have to chum the waters to get the phone lines and the text line rolling on Open Mind Monday today. Keith has been listening, and he's got something to say from Winter Garden. Good morning and welcome aboard, uh, Keith. Hey, good morning, bud. Hey, listen, you know, I had to put myself together because my head did explode from your last caller. You know, <laughs> I was telling the screener, the reality is is I think that it's, it's proven now, to, without a shadow of a doubt, that liberalism is absolutely a mental disease. Yeah, there's These a book by that got, title. <laughs> yeah. You know, the reality, I didn't know they got to read it, but the thing is, is the reality is, is how can this, this guy think that, you know, Trump, so six weeks into the job, has proven to be a dictator, and Obama, who, by all means of what he did, was trying to be a dictator, and he doesn't see it. How, how is that? Are they blind, stupid, or dumb? What is it? Well, it's a mental disorder, as you pointed it out. It absolutely is. And I'm responsible is. for their actions, not guilty. Precisely. Precisely. So that's all I had to say. Is they're driving me crazy. We need to stop this Saturday. Well, okay. Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one who's got a head ready to explode here. If it weren't for the, the headphones right now, I'd be splattered all over the uh, studio. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I, re- I really don't want to clean that up either. It's kind of holding me together, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Yeah. yeah. Text line, Yaffe, still stuff coming in here, right? Um, uh, yeah, one person just said, good job to you, bud, in terms of dealing with that last caller. Another person since uh, says, I think they are just trying to bait Trump into boarding out something classified so they can impeach him. It's kind of an interesting point. Yeah. Still getting a lot of texts that point out the hypocrisy that the Democrats don't have a deadline to prove the Russian connection. Yeah, yeah. Point well taken. Hey, for folks who are just tuning in right now and are red hot on the show and thinking, doggone it, what did I miss starting from 6 o'clock this morning? We can help them. 
Oh, yes. You just go to 1025WFLA.com. Click on the Good Morning Orlando tab. I post a daily recap with all the stories that we talked about. Um, a lot of a lot of stuff on Obamacare and the replacement of Obamacare. Trump's trying to get rid of Obamacare, and he's going to campaign this week, I believe. You know, in rallies, kind of campaign rallies to try to yeah. you know promote this new health care bill. But if you miss any of the show, check out the podcast of the show, which I will post shortly after the show. It'll be on the recap as well so definitely check that out i don't have anything claiming that trump's a fascist or anything i apologize to all our <laughs> all our liberal friends out there we'll work on that um <laughs> anyway before we go we're going to keep up to date on this uh historic uh, uh blizzard that they're expecting for the northeast here and what's really interesting is we all have known this is coming the accuweather meteorologists had their eyes on this thing for the better part of a week and it's all coming together it's remarkable the technology we have and we should all be very, very thankful for it and the expertise of the people who handle it and keep us informed and give us a chance to get out of, not out of the way of these storms, but to know what we're going to have to be dealing with. It wasn't always that way. When I was a very little boy and my late grandfather was a very old man, I'll never forget the stories he told. He was five years old growing up in the heart of New York City when the great blizzard of 1888 hit. Nobody knew it was coming. It was a storm very much like this one perhaps will be, maybe even a bit worse. And he remembers looking out his windows on the first floor and watching the snow go up, 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 wind-driven by ferocious winds um, to the point where it was impossible to see out of his own house. And he always told stories about the blizzard of 88. And the absolute blast he had playing in the stuff for about a week. But it was really compelling. But to think about a storm like this hitting you when you have no idea it's coming. It's a world we don't know. And I guess I'm glad we don't. Great to have you with us here on the 50,000-watt front porch from all of us. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America.